0: Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. Growing up a pastor's daughter, being widowed at 38 with three little kids, being betrayed by those close to me, and now blending my family with a man that made my heart come back to life. I know that life can change and get derailed, but come to The Well, our online wellness collaborative where you will find restoration through wellness, inner healing, faith, and freedom. In the Bible, the woman at The Well went for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. So grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at The Well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. So I put out a podcast episode every Tuesday and every Thursday of the week. And so when I saw that July 21st was on the schedule, I had to kind of take a deep breath. July 21st was my anniversary. It was the day that I married TJ. And if you have not listened to the podcast, go back to the beginning and listen to the first couple episodes. This podcast started as more of a grief podcast podcast more to help people that have been derailed find the beauty in their life again. And then we've made it a little bit more broad about holistic health. and, But it's still the heart of the podcast is for you if you had life going a certain way and the train just absolutely went off the rails. Now maybe it just took a different direction. Maybe it didn't fall over But there were parts of my life that it feels like the train tipped a little bit on March 28, 2015. Um, That was the day that TJ died of a sudden brain hemorrhage. And everything, there's like, like life before TJ died and life after. And in God's mercy and grace, my train did not fall over. It stayed on a track. It just went in a different direction. But it's still, when I see July 21st, my brain still just kind of goes, did this really happen? And so if you are grieving someone, if you've been grieving them for one month or for one year or for 10 years or for 20 years, um, you might relate that it's almost like your brain plays tricks on you. It's almost like, did this really happen? (laughs) Was this really my life experience? I got married and had three children, and life was going a certain way, and in that day, in that moment, he was gone, and everything was different, and as my kids are growing up, we, you know, we talk about him, and we keep his memory alive, but it is really, really hard to kind of know how to process really what happened and why it happened and everything, I will say that what grief and losing someone, what death taught me was a lot more about God than it was about me. And yes, I have implemented better self-care. I help other women do the same. I have begun a business or it had it had been started, but I wasn't really, really doing it. And I definitely went in that direction after he passed away. I have found love again. I am so happy in my marriage and it taught me a lot about myself, but what grief really taught me about was God. It is so interesting to think back to before TJ died. I had experienced death before. My grandmother died when I was in fourth grade. I'd lost quite a few grandparents. My dad was a pastor, so we were always really involved in funerals, and when you're part of a church family, you lose a lot of people, But there was something about TJ's death. And one of the things that a a fellow widow had taught me was that God is really close protecting the husband, and the husband protects the wife, and the wife protects the children. And when when your husband is taken out, God even comes that much closer. And so maybe that's one of the reasons. I think one of the other reasons is just that I was raised in a family of faith, And it's never really occurred to me to blame God for the bad. I understand that the bad things happen in this world, that the enemy, the the devil, is responsible for those bad things. And so my faith foundation made me feel that God was going to be a comfort. I never really doubted him. And actually, my greatest fear was that other people would blame him or say, you know, how could a loving God take this man with three little kids and, you know, all of those things that people say that was actually one of my greatest fears. And of course it happened and it was really hard. But for me, the moment that TJ passed away, I just felt him so close, actually before he passed away. Because when I first got home and TJ was laying on the floor, sorry to be graphic for a second, but when I was giving him chest compressions, I've shared this on the podcast, many, many episodes ago, but it was like I was stepped back and I could see in like a bigger perspective my whole entire life. Um, and the way that I explained it weeks and days and weeks after is that it feels to me that usually we're looking like, think of looking at a piece of art And you're looking at a canvas, and your nose is pressed up to the canvas. You can just see the color and some blur, right? And you step back a little bit, and you can see a little bit more. But in that moment, it was like I was stepped back 20 feet, and I could see this beautiful tapestry of my life and how things had been woven together and why I was born to the family that I was born to and why TJ and I had made some of the decisions that we had made why I could see God's provision in our children and where we lived, and his mom lived across the street from us at the time that we could be there for each other, that um, his grandma lived with her mom, and so with his mom. And so she was such a great support to me when I was a, a early on single mom and just had so much paperwork and, death certificates to send out and bills to figure out and insurance to find and all these things. And so she was such a support. There was so much provision in my church family and in my friends and in what I had learned, in how grounded I was in my faith and in the Bible studies that I had been under the teaching of, under my mom for most of them. And I just, those scriptures, I didn't have to like seek It was like when I needed comfort or I needed something, the words of scripture would even like come back out to me. So the first thing that I, I feel that I have learned about God through grief is that that thing that God is outside of time and space. I think that we can't wrap our brain around how big God is, his provision, what, how he works, that he that he created the world, the whole, all the things that he's omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent and everything. We can't even wrap our brains around how big he is and the plan that he has for the world, besides what we already know that he sent Jesus to save us. But in that moment, I could feel just that I was like caught in like a different realm. And my brother said it really sweet. He goes, you know, when you're married, you're like one with someone, you're in a covenant with God. I wonder if you just like feel like half of you is in heaven. And that definitely felt that way for a little while. And I could just feel that he was outside of time and space. I could feel that I wasn't like anxious. I mean, I was devastated. There was a lot of crying. There was so many emotions, but like days just seemed longer. And I could just tell that, There was grace for each day. There was enough time to get things done. There was that TJ was in heaven. And then it just occurred to me that like you can't be in the presence of a holy God without being holy. We are made a new creature when we're in heaven. And just that he wasn't feeling like every one of our emotions and just so upset that he was now perfect and was able to see the world through a whole, not a linear timeline, but a timeline of that everything has already come to pass. And so, and the kids even knew that in this crazy way, you know, I believe that our kids are not junked up as much with misinformation that we get from living on this earth for a while. And I had said to my daughter one night, we were really upset. And I just said, I just feel so sad. He's not going to be at your wedding. And she said, but mom, he already has been. Like, whoa, right? That she understood that God is outside of time and space, that heaven is outside of it, that now her dad is because he's with God and in heaven. And it was just so reassuring that when we just do the dishes and we make the beds and we go to work and we pay the bills and life is kind of so monotonous that we just do a lot of these things just to function in the day. But when you can look at a heavenly perspective You know that just things of the heart matter and just salvation matters. Just that you know God and that he knows you is really, really what matters. And that a year or a day that goes by doesn't change really anything about his love for you and his provision of heaven, his forgiveness of sins, and that you can be with him forever. And so it was just, it was a really, really cool time. I felt God so close. I felt his provision, his hand on me, his calm, and things got a little worse a couple months later, I'm not going to lie, I was definitely in shock, that was probably part of it, Um, but that brings me to number two, that God heals hearts, I was traumatized, I was, there was just trauma, something that's shocking and it rocks you, and it everyone's upset around you and there's just amount of love and calm but there's also just this amount of chaos I had written down in that moment beautiful chaos because somebody would need a piece of paper or something and I would just look down and it would be there and there was just there was so much beauty in it but it was just a lot it was a lot of people crying it was a lot of Confusion. It was making sure that the kids were okay. It was also me feeling my own emotions and anger and frustration and grief in just really sick ways. But then months later, like I mentioned, things got a lot worse. (laughs) When the novelty wears off and not the novelty, but the shock wears off and there's not as many people around and social media is not blowing up all the time, people reassuring you, it's just like, um, I don't want this. <laughs> I didn't pick this. I don't want this. I don't want the kids to be crying in their beds at night. I don't want to be a single mom. I don't want to navigate the daddy son thing at school. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's always those things for dads and those those father daughter dances that I just didn't want to do this. But it was so reassuring that God just will heal your heart. It's like you're stapled back together or sewn back together. Just he makes beauty from ashes. It's so painful and I think that the pain is beautiful. It shows what love is. But that also the pain does get better. You do get better. So if you are going through this right now, please, please know that. It started with some projects that I was passionate about, and I got really excited about designing and building a house that gave me something to do. I got excited about my work eventually again, and teaching about natural health and essential oils and eventually coaching, and the kids went straight back to school and got involved in there. In their sports, and I remember sitting at the fields just going, What is happening? But you just take one day at a time, and eventually a week turned into a month, turned into a year. And now I can look back and see how much God was just healing during that time, that He was bringing people into my life. He was also leaving me alone, (laughs) and or people were, and I was having to do a lot of that hard work on myself. To look back into what was good and not good and how I wanted to go forward and what healthy coping I wanted to do. And I really implemented more self-care and being in nature during that time. I had some online mentorship that really, really helped through like some life coaching and different counselors that were in my path. So you can see with retrospect how much he heals your heart and how he brings the right people And he puts the right scriptures through the Holy Spirit on your heart and that he makes beauty from ashes, that things feel so dark and so alone and that you just didn't want this. And he starts to gradually, gradually heal your heart. And so if you're in the middle of it, I I mean, I remember just sitting and listening to that song, Thy Will by Hilary Scott, and it says, I'm so confused. I know I heard you loud and clear, so I followed through. Somehow I ended up here. I don't want to think. I may never understand that my broken heart is a part of your plan. When I try to pray, all I've got is hurt, and these four words, thy will. And I just remember just sobbing my eyes out to this song so many times. Listen to it if you are in this season. But just I know that you can't always see it when you're in it. There were so many days where I did not think that things were ever going to get better. But in retrospect, I see how much God was just stapling and sewing me back together. And the people that he brought in my path to do that were so unique and stuff that I never would have ever anticipated happening. So God heals hearts and he does make beauty from ashes. Number three is that God makes death even bearable. Can you imagine if this life was all that there was and someone died and there was no hope? They are put in the ground and it is over. Can you even imagine that sadness? And so this really kept me alive, was just thinking of the hope of heaven, the gratitude that Jesus sent a rescuer, that God sent Jesus, the rescuer, so that death was defeated so that we have heaven to look forward to, so that I could tell my children like what was ahead and that they would see their dad again. And again, back to number one, that he's outside of time and space. So their dad's already with them. And when we get there, it'll be like nothing has passed. And so God makes death bearable, that we have the hope of heaven. And the saying in the church community is that death has lost its sting And it still hurts, of course, but the fact that we have the hope of heaven is just such a gift. And then number four, the thing that I've learned about God from experiencing grief is that we are made in his image, we are made to love. So the whole reason that we were created was that God needed an object of his affection. And the fact that we are able to have that amount of love, the amount of shared empathy for those who have also grieved somebody for the fact that there's not just one person that we can love in our life. The fact that we are given like a whole other heart. The fact that I am able to have the happiest marriage that I could ever possibly imagine with Bobby. The fact that God is a love and just gives us so much to give around is just amazing it's such a gift, and we are made in his image. Jesus wept when his, when his friend Lazarus died. Remember the shortest book verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. We feel intense emotion. We are made in his image to do so. We are also able to love so, so big, and because of his love for us, we can move on and be happy and not fear death, not be as traumatized by death as we would have been, and we can heal because of what a good, good God he is. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at The Well Podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.